America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Cop of murder. Murderers can come up with some unique motives for their killings. On November 14th, 1998, a man murdered an innocent nine-year-old boy while his family was just feet away. His reason because God told him to. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On November 14, 1998, around 8 p.m., nine-year-old Matthew Secchi was with his aunt at Oceanside Harbor in California. His family, including his mother and four-year-old little brother, were visiting from Oroville, for a family reunion and were camping at a nearby beach. She took him to the bathroom and waited outside as the boy went in. Behind him walked 20-year-old Brandon Wilson, a drifter from Wisconsin who was a stranger to the family. While the aunt waited outside, Brandon went straight to the boy, pulled his head back, and slashed his throat from ear to ear without making a sound. He then casually left the restroom the boy lying on the ground and walked past the aunt, but not before whispering what's going on in her ear. Something about this set off alarms and after calling to the boy and hearing no answer, she rushed into the bathroom to find her nephew lying on the ground in a pool of blood. The Oceanside police immediately cordoned off the area, but Brandon Wilson had used the crowds to make an escape. Matthew's father, who was suffering from leukemia, had stayed home and had to be informed of his son's death over the phone. He died shortly after the murder. Just two days later, Brandon tried to rob a 40-year-old woman in Hollywood. She was stabbed repeatedly, but was able to survive the attack. Witnesses held him until police arrived. While in custody, Brandon made a statement that raised suspicion that he was involved in the slaying of Matthew. His statements, as well as the knife recovered from the Hollywood stabbing, were enough to charge Brandon Wilson with the murder. 
His trial began on September 13, 1999, and he made a shocking claim. According to Brandon, he did kill Matthew, but only because God told him to. While camping in the desert, Brandon, high off of LSD, received a message from God telling him to go on a killing spree. His public defender attempted to paint a picture of an insane young adult who was hearing voices, was a drifter, and had been abusing LSD since he was 14 years old. He had experienced the urge to kill since he was a teenager after being profoundly affected by his parents' divorce. He apparently received a $25,000 settlement after a car accident and used the money to travel the country and find God. Which he did, and that God told him to act on his murderous urges in his name. If the jury was buying all that his defender was saying, all of that went out the window when they were shown the police videotape of Brandon Wilson describing the attack on Matthew Secchi, during which he smiled, laughed, and even physically demonstrated how he attacked the boy. On September 28, 1999, the jury returned with a guilty verdict, and Brandon's reaction was sheer happiness. During his penalty phase, he asked to testify. He took the time to urge the jury to give him the death penalty, stating that society would be better off without him, and that, if given the opportunity, he would kill again. They wholeheartedly agree, and Brandon Wilson was sentenced to death. On November 17, 2001, Brandon Wilson was found hanging in his cell. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.